Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. All right, welcome to episode nine of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. Welcome to my co-host, Laura Sturm. Hey there, and welcome to my co-host, Josh Rohr, the man, the myth, the legend. Something like that. And we are going to introduce our, our uh, next guest here. Our next guest hails from Rockaway, New Jersey. He is a six-time international powerlifting Category 1 MC in the state of Georgia. He is a USA powerlifting state referee. Round of applause for Mr. Gino Biancari. Josh. Roar! Josh Roar and Laura Sturm are in the house. Power lifting and power ballads. Yes, team Roar! <laughs> All right, Gino, welcome to the podcast. Always, always the uh, outgoing personality that we know and love. Uh, so we appreciate you uh, coming on here. I um, love the intro. I love the intro, Josh. Uh, a six-time Category One international announcer. I'd love to know what the rankings are there and how you get to be those different categories. <laughs> well, those are, those are all mostly made up. I, I didn't have oh, any actual oh, stats. Oh, I'm well aware of that. I'm well aware that. It was a good intro anyway. I enjoyed that. Maybe we ought to come up with certain categories for referee, for referee not only for referees, but for uh, announcers too. I think we should. That'd be good. Um, so before we get into any, some questions we have for you, um, I'm going to just share a couple memories uh, real quick. Um, some of the, other side of what Gino does, I guess, at powerlifting meets. Um, so one, one of my most vivid memories of you, Gino, is at the, I believe it was the 27, 2018 Collegiate Nationals. Was that, was that the one in Texas A&M? Or was that uh, 2017? I, I, I think, you know what, they're all starting to blend together. It was either 17 or 18. Sorry, I can't narrow it down. So, so as hosts of the podcast, it's probably on us to do our research and know yeah, no, it was what we're 20, talking it was, about. You're, you're right. It was 2018. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, we were in the break room before, between sessions, and you were in the back, uh, and you started pulling off your boots and grabbed a roll of duct tape, and you had basically blood all over your toes from running around platform to platform cheering for everybody. So I'm getting my phone out to take a picture of it because I wanted to post it on social media just as a, you know, kind of a behind the scenes what you go through to to put on the the show that you do and you start getting all self-conscious thinking I was doing it to make fun of you um, but it was actually kind of a kind of a I don't know a, a not a tribute that's not the right word but just kind of I wanted people to see like I guess the the literal blood sweat and tears that you put into what you do and I thought that was pretty cool I thought it was very cool. And uh, only, only one minor part that was a little embarrassing, which you probably don't remember, was I hadn't clipped my tongue in a while. So, Laura, I have long toenails. I have blisters. I have blood pouring out. I have masking tape on. And, and you got that picture out there. And I remember Joe Capolino. Joe Cap sends a, a, a comment back. He says, Gino, you look like Satan himself with those long nails and the blood all over them. <laughs> I was like, just what I need. I catch enough crap every time I put on those horns, you know, for when somebody's lifting 666. Now they're actually thinking that I'm looking that way for real. But anyway, 
Yeah, you, you when you you do a lot of running, Josh. You do a lot of running when there's five platforms and uh, your feet get beaten up badly, as you well know. Yeah, well, you know, everybody, most people that I, I won't say most, but a lot of people that come watch a session of five platforms. But what they don't realize is there's two or three sessions of five platforms over four days. So they don't realize that you know, in addition to running around like you are during that session, you're doing it for four days. And then, and then there's the giving out the medals afterwards. And Laura, you know whose day was the longest that I ever had to work? Are you going to say mine or something? No, Josh, <laughs> Josh Rohr when he ran Raw Nationals in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that, now. that Josh, was a doozy. long day. When did it start, Josh? Like eight in the morning and ended at like two in the morning? It was like an 18 yeah. day. Yeah, that first day we were, we were short on referees and spotters and loaders, and it was one of the – the biggest days of the weekend and the very first primetime session. So a lot of unknowns in coordinating all that, but yeah, we got done. I guess I'll tell a, a, a little side note on that. So the building manager, we're getting off topic, but the building manager came to me at like two, it was like 10 till two. And he says, we're closing down at 2 AM. You have to have everybody out and we're pulling the last deadlifts. Um, so I literally had to, maybe shouldn't say this, but I literally had to pay the guy off to, to keep it open. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. I, I, it, it was a couple hundred bucks in cash I had to pull out and give him to keep the doors open. Wow. So fun, fun, fun fact there. That's what it takes sometimes though, right? Yeah. You're like, we know we're not going to be done here. Here's some cash. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of awesome. Well, I was going to say it definitely couldn't have been that day in Mongolia because I thought that was pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, you did you did fabulous in mongolia and i enjoyed announcing you and i enjoyed the country yeah that was a great trip right, yeah, so we're gonna fun. get it we're gonna get into some questions for you gino laura's got a couple she's gonna start off with oh, no. right. so you're the the man with the awesome music i always say um so do you get a lot of requests to play songs oh my god this is it's gonna be not a real quick answer if I can just elaborate a little bit. Yes, I get questions and requests all the time as if my main job and the main reason that I'm there is to be DJ. I'm not a DJ. You know, a lot of people think my real job is I'm a DJ because I do this. My real job is not a DJ. I was a financial analyst. Okay, so I'm not a DJ and I'm not there to spin records, but I get requests from lifters. I get requests from referees. I get requests from coaches and I get requests from people in the audience. I get most of my requests from people in the audience and they just want a certain music they want to listen to. It has nothing to do with whether the lifter they're watching likes it or not. They want to listen to this stuff. So I'm constantly getting waved over to the audience saying, Hey, can you play this? Can you play that? Can you play the other? And, and, uh, I remember once I got waved over by this, this older uh, woman, gentleman, the two of them. It was an older a gentleman and a woman. They had to be in their 80s. And I said, oh, no, they're either going to tell me that the music is too loud or they want me to play, you know, Sinatra or Tony Bennett or something, you know. And I walk out and I'm announcing five platforms. I think it might have actually been Josh. Again, Josh, I hate to say this. It might have been one of your meets. And uh I jump over the stanchion, I get out into the audience and I say, what can I do for you? Being very respectful to this couple, you know, this older couple. And the woman says to me, young man, can you tell me when this is going to finish? And I said, 
I, I really don't know exactly when. Why do you want to know? Because I had dinner reservations at 8 o'clock, and uh, I'm going to need to move them up if this is going to run later. And I said, do you see that I'm in the middle of announcing five simultaneous platforms? I said, I don't have time. And then I said, listen. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, you are definitely going to run past 8 o'clock. I said, that if you'd like, I said, you give me the hotel, uh, the not the hotel, the restaurant, uh, uh, location and I'll call them up and change the reservations for you. She said, really? I said, no. I said, you're going to have to do that on your, but it is going to run past eight o'clock. But I, I'm constantly getting the request. One, one request that, that kind of, well, I, I remember it um, in Chicago. When, when did we do uh, uh, open nationals, equip nationals in Chicago? Was that last year? Uh, yeah, that was last year. That was 2019. 2018. 2019. 2019. This is, this is 20, 20, uh, yeah. um, Laura doesn't know what day it is. I don't know what year it is. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but anyway, uh, uh, the, uh, the powerlifters came up and said, we, you're not playing heavy enough stuff. I mean, I was playing Disturbed, System of a Down, Papa Roach, Saliva, and it just wasn't. They wanted the real thrasher, ah, the, head, the real thrasher metal music, you know? So I said, all right. And I said, I went to the back and I told the guys in the back who are running the music because I'm not running the music. I said, could you put on the real heavy metal, the real heavy, heavy thrasher stuff? I put that on and then they said, okay, it's good, but it's not loud enough. And then I had to go back again and tell them to turn it louder because, you know, you like to accommodate the lifters. You like to make sure that they get what they want when they're on the platform. And sure enough, there was a guy in the audience, a Masters 4 lifter, who then came up and complained to me that it was too loud and the music wasn't any good. And he was writing a letter to USA Powerlifting to complain and he was never coming back again. I guess my point is, you can never make everybody happy, no matter what you try to do. There was another time when uh, I saw this woman who was at a venue in Vancouver, and I saw this woman. She was way up in the top, up in the rafters. Why she walked up there, I don't know. She was about 104 years old. And I see her hobbling down, hanging onto the banister with both hands, you guys. And she's taking them one step at a time. And I think I finished a whole pizza by the time this woman got down to the front. And I'm watching her walk down and she, I even had a brownie for dessert before she finally got to the front. And she says, Hey, you come here, come here. And I said, are you talking to me? Yeah. She goes, you're announcing my granddaughter out there and you're saying her name wrong. It's not Bonnie Rempel. It's Bonnie Rempel. You get that right. And I said, I'm very sorry about that. So the, the two things I get the most, Josh and, and Laura are, questions about the music and that I've screwed up somebody's name, you know, and there's a lot of names to learn from a lot of countries. Mm -hmm. Those are the two biggest requests I get out of the audience. And I think a side note on that, the fact that you believe it or not, people don't realize this. You, you do memorize a lot of the people like there's, I've been to meets where, uh, you know, some random person's lifting and you just pull out this fact about them out of left field. Like it's not, like something that you picked up on at a previous meet and just remembered. So I don't know I how do, you do that. I do have a, a very, you know, I have a screwy brain, you know, everybody knows that. Well, <laughs> but, but, but I also do have a screwy brain for remembering a lot of pointless flat facts. And yeah, I, I can remember something from four years earlier and bring that item up at a competition right during the middle of the competition and it just blows the person's mind. So yeah, I do have a memory for certain, which reminds me if I can just tell you, Laura, about uh, one or two other quick things. I've had referees come up to me and say, 
can you stop playing the same damn ACDC songs over and over and play something different? And I say to them, this is what they request. It's probably the most requested group out there is ACDC. If that's what they want to hear, I'm going to put it on again. I'm sorry that you're working an eight-hour day and you might have to hear the song twice, but that's what the lifter wants. And if that's what they want when they come out, that's what I'm going to play. But one of the wackiest times, you guys know Bill Sindelar, the chief, uh, the, the category one referee, right? Yeah, I love Bill. He's a super, super good friend of mine, super nice guy. I've been to his ranch out in Nebraska. And he, uh, he was chief referee once. And these came down to this final two guys. And they were going neck and neck with each other. They were right one after the other. And the place was going nuts. People were screaming and yelling. And, and people were turning in third attempt changes. And this big old Southern lady who was, this was at a Robert Keller meet in Orlando, who was in charge of, uh, who was in charge of getting us lunch. She'd say, she'd come up to the table and I'm up there with Jill Arno and, 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 and the, uh, and the expediters. And she goes, I've got you chick with a Southern accent. I've got you Chick-fil-A. What kind of sauce do you want on your Chick-fil-A? And Jill Arno says, we're into third attempts. They're making changes. Not now. She goes, I'm not talking to you. I want to know you, expediter. What kind of sauce do you want, the ranch or the barbecue? Oh, Jill was going to, I thought Jill was going to strangle this woman. But anyway, that's not the point of my story. I digress. Point of the story was one of the lifters wanted me to play Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. And the next lifter wanted me to play Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, classical music. Okay. And these guys were back to back. Neither of these songs were on my playlist. So I had to go to YouTube and play each of them and load them up on my cell phone. And you got to work pretty fast when you're going back to back with these guys, each one coming out. And I'm trying to change, make the changes to get the music going as each of them comes out. Finally, Bill Sindelar, who keeps looking over at me, sees me clicking away on my cell phone. He he calls time out and he gets up and he walks over to me and he says, you know, you might want to consider paying attention to what's going on rather than texting your friends. <laughs> and I said, Bill, I'm putting on songs that they're requesting. I am not texting my friends. And he went, never mind. And he went back to the platform. So anyway, the, the, the joys of the joys of, 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 of trying to get all the music that they want. That's why I put together that Geno's playlist. And if I can just tell you guys, there are two playlists out there. There's an old one that I didn't create called This Is Geno Powerlifting. And then there's a new one that I have created. It's been out for a while now called Geno Powerlifting Songs. It's the same one as the old one. It's just a lot more comprehensive. It's got seven or eight hours of music rather than maybe two hours of music. So if you're looking to get on, don't go to This Is Geno Powerlifting. Go to Geno powerlifting songs and you'll get eight hours of music i got 70s and that's on spotify right on spotify. i'm sorry thank you that's on spotify mm-hmm. 70s 80s 90s 2000s i know not a lot of 80s josh i basically only have you know like the clash and motley crew and guns and roses and the sex pistols you know then in the 90s i have you know a lot of limp biscuit foo fighters rage against the machine offspring you know then i got the the, the 2000s i got disturbed system of a down papa roach saliva 
Uh, I got I got Rev Theory. I got you know just a lot of good stuff. And of course, of course, the two more re most requested groups, ACDC and Metallica, which is a large bulk of what's on there because that's mostly what gets asked. And then I have some oddball stuff that I put on, like I put on a U2 song, and that usually gets booed off because it's too uh, too mellow for them. So I only have one U2 song, and only gets about halfway through before they tell me to change the channel. But anyway. That's the uh, that's that's the uh, the site Geno Powerlifting Songs on uh, Spotify. I hope so, that's the long-winded answer answered your question, Laura. So the the conclusion is that you get you basically get shit from all directions is essentially the moral of that story, correct? Pretty much correct, and you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, true. Absolutely true. So the the one band that you get to play the most, ACDC, Metallica. And Without a doubt, ACDC, Metallica would be number two. And so then, if you were on a desert island and could only play one group <laughs> for a powerlifting meet, what would it be? Oh, wow, that's tough. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with, they're not, the powerlifters aren't going to like this, but I'm going to have to go with my favorite group that happens to be The Who. Uh, really? Yeah, you didn't so know you're, that. Okay. So you're not going. You're, so you're not going with ACDC on that. I thought if that I'm was a, a for sure. Right? Well, if I was on a desert island with powerlifters, you can be for sure uh, betting on the fact that I would be taking all of just the entire ACDC catalog with me. If I was by myself, uh, it would it would probably be the Who or U2 or the Rolling Stones or or. Uh, uh, or, or, or David Bowie, kind of the older stuff. You know what I mean? I got to uh, say, I actually respect you a little bit now because of that answer. <laughs> he didn't respect you before. I think is what he said. <laughs> huh, that's weird. <laughs> no. Uh, so on, on that note a little bit, if you had to, and this is not your wheelhouse, but uh, I'm going to make you answer it anyway. If you, had uh, to, if you had to say, what is your favorite 80s power ballad of all times? Ooh. Uh, uh. All right, well, listen, I'm... Because you know that's the big part of this, this uh, show here is talking, I, I about, talking about my love of power ballads. All right, all right, I'm going to try here. Now, tell me if this is even a power ballad, even if you know the song, okay? I hope I, I get this right. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was born in New York, but I grew up in New Jersey, so I'm a big John Bon Jovi fan. He has a song called Lay Your Hands On Me. Lay your hands on me. Lay, lay your, your hands, hands on me. me. Lay, lay your hands, hands on me. <laughs> you know it, Josh. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorites. And uh, so we're derailing the the the, the train here, but um, oh, it derailed as soon as I got on. But yeah. Go <laughs> so uh, you know, each week we talk about one of the tracks for the Josh Roar's Power Ballads. People know the story by now. Uh, right. But I have a playlist of um songs for a volume two that has never been produced and that song is on there so seriously the ah. song is already on there no, no no well it's on my list i haven't made the cd but it's on my list it's one of the tracks that is in my list for a volume two if i ever make one not because i just told you it was already in there no it's been in there since like 2009 oh josh you know and josh. i don't know so to, to, to answer your question i don't know if that actually counts as a power ballad or not but it's such a it's such a kick-ass song that it, it, it's on my list. All right. All right. That's that's the closest I can come to a power ballad. And yeah. and the fact that he already had it on his list, uh, Laura, I'm starting to gain a whole new level of respect for him too. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And I'm and I'm still a big proponent for this to be made. 
yeah. maybe not as a CD though, because like who does CDs anymore? I couldn't even play a CD if I wanted to. Well, yeah, you that, that's so CDs are funny. Um, this is another side note, but we, um, my last junior nationals, I believe, was in 2006, and uh, one of my rivals back in college was David Hammers. We were both in the same weight class, and we kind of would go back and forth and who beat each other. Right. But there was another guy, uh, Terry Acosta, and he still makes makes fun of us about that. And he actually ended up being a, you know a better lifter than both of us when all was said and done. Um, but anyway, point is, uh, Dave and I went one and two uh, at this meet, and um, and the other guy got third. And on social media afterwards, uh, the only thing he posted was, "I can't believe I got beat by two guys with discmans." Because this was, because <laughs> this was in the age of iPods and everything, and we still had our portable CD players. So, uh, I I definitely like uh, like the CDs still. Speaking of which, I want to compliment you uh, on a, on a fabulous job on that uh, that mock meet, that roar rock mock meet, that virtual meet that you ran past Saturday. I thought that ran flawlessly, given the logistical nightmare that you went through to to uh, to, to, to kind of get that whole thing to come to fruition. Fantastic job, pal! Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for being part of it. Uh, you kind of kept everything organized uh, from the MC position because we were kind of all over the place and had people lifting all over different different places and stuff too so uh yeah if you if you weren't on there it would have been it would have been a mess little tough little tough to announce i feed off of the music and the energy of the crowd and i didn't have either so it's a little tough little unusual for me but yeah uh, but you know you gotta you gotta mellow it out anyway when you're not live there you're online you have to kind of speak a little differently there's a big difference between announcing live in an audience and then announcing when you're when you're asked to do the live stream, you know, they're two entirely different jobs and people think they're, they're similar. They are not even close. Laura, you've done plenty of live streams. You've been asked to go in the back and do live streams, right? Haven't you done them? I have not. I don't I speak well. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, all right. Well, you're doing podcasts and you're doing just fine. Speaking of which, Laura, how many miles did you run today for powerlifting? 0.0. Yes, that's my girl, 0.0. .0. I have that sticker hung up on my refrigerator. <laughs> awesome. Very nice. <laughs> hey, Gino, uh, have you ever, there's a show, um, you probably never heard of it. It was, I think in the, I think it was the late eighties and, and through like the mid, mid to somewhat late nineties, um, called Seinfeld. Some, <laughs> have oh, you ever very, heard of it? Very funny. Very funny. You sound like the guy in the you sound like the guy in the restaurant that doesn't know how to say his name properly. <laughs> yes, I know I know the Jerry Seinfeld show and it happens to be if not my favorite sitcom, one of my top 2 or 3 favorite sitcoms of all time. Yeah, it's my all-time favorite. And I only bring it up because I know every time we get together we end up talking about it for hours and uh a a certain wife of mine gets gets tired of listening to us talk about Seinfeld. But, uh, but my question um, is, what's your all-time favorite episode of Seinfeld? Oh, that's easy. Let, let me say this real first. Um, there's, there's a, a New Jersey referee by the name of Craig Safran, who, uh, who always comes out and referees when we have the New Jersey State Championships. He's just as big a fan as you probably are, I'm going to guess. And I happen to be a fairly big fan of the show, too. So whenever I'm announcing in front of his platform, 
I'll say who's up, who's on deck and who's on in the hall. And I'll say, now I want to see if you know who this is. I'm going to put you to the test now. I'll say Josh Rohr is up. Laura Sturm is on deck. And Bob Sacramento is in the hall. Kramer's, Kramer's lifelong friend. Ah, very good. Very good. Not a lot, not a lot of people know that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll say Bob Sacramento's in the hall. And he will, he'll, be, he'll have his hand up. And he's just ready to give the squad command. And he will just burst out laughing and I'll ruin his whole, whole boat. <laughs> so I don't, I don't do it too often because I don't want to screw up the lifters. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah. my favorite month, my favorite one would have to be, uh, I guess you have to hear this every week, huh, Laura? Um, if, if he does this every week, I don't know. But uh, my favorite one would be the one where uh, George gets some pulp from the grapefruit stuck in his eye. <laughs> you know that one? Yep. And, and uh what's his name uh comes to kramer comes to him about selling the uh the the, the birthday card right with that signed, he, by he, everybody, signed by everybody from the yankees so you're telling me you want you want me to to go ahead and sell the card signed by the yankees no and then he winks because he's got <laughs> grapefruit juice in his eye <laughs> and, of, and of course laura he goes and he sells the card and george comes up to him later and he says kramer did you sell that card and he goes yeah and he goes why he goes, because you told me to. He goes, I never told you to. And Kramer says, well, we had an understanding. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I want you to get it back. And he, and he winks again. And Kramer goes, I don't understand. Do you want me to get it back or not? And this is my, the best line. The best line on that show, Josh, he goes like this. He holds his eyeballs open so that he doesn't blink anymore. And he goes, get it back. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you got to watch the whole episode. It's hysterical. Yeah. So if anybody out there listening's never, never watched Seinfeld, I'm first of all, disappointed, but second of all, you still have a chance to redeem yourself. Very cool. Yeah. It's always time. So that brings us to our track of the week. We announce one of the tracks every week. Uh, and this week is uh, trivia. This happens to be um, coincidence here, but Gino, I'm gonna get your opinion. Uh, the track is Foreigner, I Want to Know What Love Is, but for those of you that don't know, Foreigner is my all-time favorite band. Wow. <laughs> and, and Laura, Laura, and I would have thought all along that his favorite band was, was Michael Jackson from the 80s. It's up there, but uh, I've, only seen, I've only seen two bands twice in concert. Uh, one of them was Kiss and the other was Foreigner. Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat that? You've only ever seen two bands in concert? Two bands twice. Twice. Oh, twice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Twice so, so I've, saw, I've seen Kiss twice and I've seen uh, Foreigner mm -hmm. twice. You know how many times I've seen The Who and you 2 since I've told you they're my favorite bands? Uh, probably a lot. Over 20 times each. I believe it. Oh, hey, uh -huh. this, this is something for you. Um, uh, my wife, Hope, who you know as Faith, sometimes you call her that. <laughs> I do mistake in her from uh, she has the who box set. Upstairs. Does she really? Yeah. I saw it sitting up on the shelf. Well, that's impressive. I yeah. want you to put that on and listen to that. as soon as you get a chance. I will. I actually have never listened to it, believe it or not, but it's up there. Well, I need to speak to her about that. Yeah. Well, I have a memory of Josh uh, with foreigner where we were out on the river, a bunch of uh, us from team roar out on the Chattahoochee river and, uh, he had, he was a little very drunk and a, a little, came on a little very drunk. I love a little that. very drunk. 
and Forno came on. And he was like, this is the greatest band in the world. It just, yeah. So that's how I think of Forno as Josh Warr was saying, this is the greatest band in the world. Oh, well, you learn something new every yeah. day about people. I didn't know that about Josh. Laura, are you aware of the fact, I know I bust his chops all the time about this and I'm going to do it again, Laura. But you know, when he ran, he did so many things that were out of the box and, and just, just moving the, the, the uh, changing the paradigm about how powerlifting meets were run when he, when he's the guy that first implemented the, you know, the prime time mm -hmm. at the first nationals. And he actually had people turning in musical requests they wanted for when they came up to lift. And if they didn't turn in a request, it automatically reverted back to the playlist, the Josh playlist. And every time someone didn't turn in a list, it seemed like every time I turned around, Billy Jean was playing on the, uh, on the <laughs> loudspeaker. And I'm saying, Josh, look, I understand you like the 80s music, man, but these are power lifters. You got to do better than Billy Jean. And, and, and especially, you know, Ray Williams is coming up. He's about to squat a thousand pounds, put something else on besides Billy Jean. All right, I'll take care of that. Right, Josh? In my defense, I oh. did email all of the lifters in primetime and I told them very specifically, if they don't turn in a song, I'm playing 80s music that I like. Oh, you did? So, so, <laughs> oh, they knew. They knew. Oh, they knew. So they knew they were going to get 80s music if they didn't turn something in. Yeah, so, Maybe that's, they liked so, it. so that's not on me, Gino. That's oh, on them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can I ask a quick question? Laura, mm -hmm. who are some of your favorite groups, if I may ask, not limiting to one? Uh, for lifting, I'm probably in the more heavy metal side, like Iron Maiden, Disturbed, Corn. Uh, I love, love Motionless and White lately. They're my favorite. Love all those groups. Love all those groups. Speaking of Iron Maiden, hey, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Six, 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 the number of the beast. <laughs> really, I think that's like one of the best um, moments of my memories of uh, Raw Nationals, too. Like when uh, somebody came up to, to lift 666 and the big jumbotrons that came on, and that was just such a cool moment. Yeah, they, uh, they wh whoever did those graphics, I think that was, um, what's his name? Louis Hymas, right? Uh, put those graphics up there. It really, uh, first time I saw that was at the Arnold's. I almost fell over. Right, with your face up there. and <laughs> Yeah, I, I turned around. My face was 10 feet tall, staring me in the face with those horns on, with that, with that, ah. That's how uh, you know you've made it. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah, that and 50 cents gets me a ride on yesterday's subway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I think, what those of you that don't know, uh, so he's referring to 302 and a half kilos, which ends up being 666 pounds in, in pounds. That was a dumb statement. Uh, but I think that number, I, I think because of the, the hype of that and you, you going crazy when that comes on has actually screwed up a lot of lifters. Cause I, I personally have seen lifters put that on the bar for their third squad or their third deadlift just because they want you to go crazy and they have no business lifting that much weight. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit to you, I have seen that once or twice too. I've actually gotten to the point now to the two of you where I will go into the back room and I will say to the person, if you're going for a PR total and you're not sure which you should put on 300 or 302, please don't put the 302 on because and a half on, because I don't want to be the one that made you miss your PR total or made you miss go from silver to bronze because you were trying to take it up two and a half kilos just to hear me scream. Do what you think you're comfortable with. And I've actually had to talk several people 
out of doing that. But I like I like when people put it on when they're when they're you know, when they're training in the gym. I mean, to this day, years later, I must get I would say once a week somebody uh, tagging me on something when they're doing it in the gym and training, and they're saying, you know, this is Regino, and here's six six six. So it's kind of taken on a life of its own. That whole thing, you know. Yeah, but nothing nothing's more like. Defe- defeating or deflating than you going crazy getting it all hyped up no lift yeah that <laughs> that's kind of a bummer i take those i take those flashing uh those flashing uh horns off pretty darn fast and yeah. if i could just say about the horns i once had somebody at a meet come up to me and pull me into the back room and tell me you know i don't know why you're promoting the devil jesus is the way and i said look i'm a religious person too and i know that he is I'm just doing this just kind of for humor. It's, I'm, not, I'm not serious, and I want you know, them to know out there that I don't want you to think that you know, late at night I'm stripping down naked and laying in, on a pentagram and trying to whip up some spells. You know? It's just it's humor, and that's all it is. And it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, great it, it, it makes for great, uh, great internet. And uh, the crowd gets a charge out of it, but that's the, don't read anything deeper into it because that's all that's really, uh, really about. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Just, just joking. right there. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, uh, how's quarantine been on your beard, Gina? Uh, as you can tell, let me get a little closer to the camera. Brutal, man. Brutal. Do you want to know what? Josh, do you want to know what latest crack I got from more than one person when uh, when Mike Z was posting some of the pictures of me when I had the, I had the black coat on, not not the shirt that I have on now. I had the black coat on and I was standing front like this with the beard and the hat. And I got several people asking, is that Osama bin Laden? Oh, so, man. Uh, so so I've, I've had Did you a punch couple... him in the face. Yeah, I know. I wanted to. You know, I've got a, I've got a couple of sarcastic cracks, and and then and then people were actually posting the the the, the shot of of Bin Laden on on a TV when he was when he's hidden away, and then put it next to me, and you know I can see how there were some similarities, but you know the beard was about the only one. So uh, so yeah yeah the beard has been it's been uh, this is the first time I haven't shaved in five months uh, since I've been shaving, so it's. Uh, quite interesting to see uh, all this come out of nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's filling in nice. So I think uh, we're going to kind of wrap it up on that note, Gino. Um, where uh, anybody that wants to kind of follow you and see what you're doing, uh, they can follow you on Instagram. I believe it's Gino Powerlifting. Is that correct? You are correct, sir. Awesome. And if you guys want to see the video, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, definitely check us out on youtube powerlifting and power ballads podcast and you'll be able to, see, to see the, the beard yeah, yeah see the see the beard <laughs> and, and and see what what all the hype is about so uh thank you guys for tuning in gino uh we really appreciate you being on and uh i guess on that note we'll see you all later good to see the two of you thanks again for having me on. awesome see you too bye now <laughs> ciao Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.